the love that I have for podcasting, it's a it's a different kind of thing, you know, like it's a it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind of feeling. And I have an opportunity to be creative while also still like being a therapist and like encouraging people and teaching people new skills and how to cope with life in in new ways and using podcasts as a medium to be able to do that. So it's it's been a, a great ride. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining us for another day of Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherilyn. And today we have with us the amazing Latrice from Afros in Audio, and we're so excited to talk to her. If you do not know us, we are the dynamic duo behind Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast management company. And we host Chatting Over Chatter, which is a podcast where we talk to women in the podcasting industry about what podcasts they're listening to while eating chowder. Again, we have Latrice Sampson Riches with us today, and I'm going to read a little bit of her bio because Latrice, you should know who you are and all that you've accomplished. So Latrice Sampson Richards, LPC-S, CLC, is a mental and emotional wellness creative, licensed professional counselor supervisor from Louisiana, licensed mental health counselor in Florida, and certified life enhancement coach. Latrice is host of Unicorns Talk podcast and serves as the lead event consultant for the Afros and Audio Podcast Festival. She is a producer for Vanguard Podcast Network and project manager for ABF Creative, a 2021 Webby Award-winning podcast production house. Yas Queen! Thank you for joining us today! Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with y'all. So not only are you just badass in the podcasting industry, but you took this interview so seriously that you literally traveled with the soup. soup. (laughs) You were the first interviewee that strapped that bitch down, put a seatbelt on it. Listen, I was like, come on, soup, let's go. You know, we got to, I'm traveling this week for work, you know, for my, my work work, my nine to five job. And uh, the soup got there like right before I left. I didn't even think the soup was going to make it. But I was like, you know, either way when I was going to have some soup for y'all. But um, the soup came as I was like leaving the house. So I just picked up the package and I put it in the trunk with the suitcase. And we we got on the road and took us a little drive to Orlando. So it was no way I was going to miss this interview. That story like lights my life and I can't stop smiling about it. Like I'm going to, it's going to be one of those stories that I'm thinking about at two o'clock in the morning and I'm just going to be like, tee hee. Yeah. <laughs> so the next but time, you know, the next time somebody timing. try, the next time somebody try to play y'all, y'all just be like, bitch, somebody pack their soup in the car. Like stop playing with me. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I am soup pack upable worthy. Okay. I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a little co- tiny cold? Is that why you're trying to, to reschedule? Right. Um, Just because you got I a little bit people... of COVID. Like, stop. Like... 
Jeez. You better take your all inhaler it takes, all and it do takes this is COVID for you to just bail on me. <laughs> Where's your commitment? You know? <laughs> You're hooked up in ICU. Whatever. You know, they have videos Carlo, there. Cry, me, cry me a river. Cry me a river. <laughs> Better pack that that ventilator uh, up, girl. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, yes. So this is the type of interview that we're going to be having right now. <laughs> it is. It is. So, Latrice, you're so dynamic and you're so amazing. And, like, you were born for the podcasting industry. So tell us your history, how you got into it, how you got connected with Afros and Audio, which is, if you don't know what Afros and Audio is, you immediately have to go and check them out. They're doing phenomenal things in the in the Black community with podcasters. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit a, a, about how it all came to be. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of give y'all like the, the Cliff Notes version because it's a it's a long story. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a therapist by trade. I've been a therapist for 10 years. I'm licensed in the states of Louisiana and Florida. Um, and so I had started a private practice um, several years ago and, uh, you know, trying to drum up interest in the pi- excuse me, in the in the private practice and get clientele. I was like, OK, what do I need to do? And somebody said you should create a course. So I created this course and I somehow I went to a networking event and ended up with a PR agent, um, which is crazy. And then uh, she got me a radio interview and I, I did the radio interview and I was super like not even like an on air interview. It was like straight up pre-recorded with the producer, not even with the actual host. Like I was BC cast, you know? Um, But I was just so excited to be there. I had never been on the radio before. So I did this radio interview. And at the end of the interview, the producer, she said, have you ever thought about going into radio? And I was like, "Mm, no, because I hated my voice. I thought that I just didn't like the way my voice sounded. Like a lot of people That's what stops a lot of people from starting a podcast because they just don't like the sound of their voice. Um, And so she kind of planted that seed. Fast forward, you know, three or four months later, I had a radio show in New Orleans. Um, The opportunity just kind of fell in my lap and I did it. It was short lived, um, not from any of my own reasons, but it was some other bullshit and and it it was short lived, but I caught the bug. The bug was there. Um, You know, just being able to communicate with people in this way and like creating a show, producing a show, like, you know, that I was like, oh, wow, this is a, it's a different level of creativity, you know? Um, So I ended up having to close my private practice um, and I was doing military counseling. So I would travel all over the world, um, you know, from military base to military base, doing counseling with active duty uh, service members and their dependents. And so that's when podcasting was kind of really coming into the Black community, Um, And so one of my friends used to listen to Small Doses. Um, And so, because Amanda Seals has been podcasting for a while. Um, And so he's like, you ever heard Amanda Seals podcast? And I was like, no, what is a podcast? You know, what's that? (laughs) You know, and so I started doing some research and things and I listened to the show and I was like, oh, I can do that. It's like a radio show. It's like a, it's like a radio show on your own. I already did a radio show. 
So I started looking into how to create a podcast and um, I created Unicorns Talk Podcast uh, in my hotel room in Cuba, um, which actually, if if you're wondering, a hotel room is a great place to record um, a podcast because there's a lot of soft spaces in a hotel room, like you are surrounded by soft spaces. And so I bought like a $20 Logitech headset girl, the kind of like them telemarketer ones with the little side thing on the side. And uh, I got decent audio from that. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, the way that I got connected to Afros and audio is that there was another Black podcasting festival called A Pod Connection. And they were doing uh, their festival in Atlanta in 2018. And so one of my guests on my podcast was uh, Jaden uh, Hollywood, Jaden Hollywood. Uh, he goes by his official name now, Jaden Doye. Um, but uh, at the time, he was Jaden Hollywood. And Jaden had a show and he had me as a guest on his show. I had him as a guest on my show and we developed a relationship and he was helping to, to make that happen. And so he said, well, we're going to do this contest. So I entered the contest to do a live show at the festival. I go, I won, you know, and I, I did the live festival at the show. Uh, I was one of five podcasts. And at that conference, I met Sean Moore, um, who does the Mindful Rebel. Uh, is it Mindful Rebel or Soulful Rebel? I think it's Mindful Rebel podcast. And he was connected to Afros and Audio. And they had just had their first, uh, you know, their first uh, live event festival in New York. And I immediately was just drawn to the whole idea of, of Afros and Audio. So for the second year, I signed up to present. Um, and then like literally three weeks before it was time for the festival, um, I ended up having to, actually that was for the first year. That was for the first year. I ended up having to go back to Cuba. So I couldn't go. And I was, it was like one of the most difficult decisions that, you know, I had to make because I really wanted to be a part of it. I just knew. From the minute that I, I learned of Afros and Audio, I just had a feeling that Afros and Audio was going to be a part of my life, you know, like in a, in a really significant way. Um, and so I ended up not being able to do it that first year. I reapplied for the second year and then COVID happened. Um, and then uh, Talib sent out an email and he said, hey, we, we have to cancel because of the COVID. He's like, but is anybody interested in doing this thing virtual? And at that time, I had a huge online presence, you know, like I was doing three to four live streams a week. I was recording my podcast. I'm, I'm very comfortable in the online space. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll do that. I'll help and 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 I want to be a part of helping you make it happen. And then Talib and I just connected, you know. Um we work very very well together. We um you know, I I think we have a lot of alignment in our love for the black community, but then also our love for the art of storytelling, um which at the end of the day podcasting is is storytelling. You know, it's just different ways to tell the story, but it's storytelling. Um, and we just kind of, you know, he brought me into the fold and made me a part of the the team of, of building Afros and audio. And, uh, you know, he opened up my eyes a lot in terms of like, 
what I can do in this space because he trusts my decision making. He trusts my creativity level. He trusts my creative instincts. And so he's just like, yes. I'm like, well, I think we should do X, Y, and Z. He's like, yep, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, like no question. He's like, I trust you. Let's make it happen. And so, um, you know, Afros and Audio has been uh, a game changer for me. It, it, it really has. It's given me a whole new family um, and it's given me an opportunity to really, you know, see a different kind of life for myself when it comes to work. You know, like I, I love being a therapist. I, I believe that, you know, much like being a teacher, being a therapist is a calling, you know, like if if you're doing it right, you know, because I mean, let's just be real. But if you're doing it right, it's it's like a it's like a calling. And so I love being a therapist. I love being able to help people. But the love that I have for podcasting, it's a it's a different kind of thing, you know, like it's a it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind of feeling. And I have an opportunity to be creative while also still like being a therapist and like encouraging people and teaching people new skills and how to cope with life in, in new ways and using podcasts as a medium to be able to do that. So it's it's been a, a great ride. There are so many transferable skills from being a therapist to being a podcaster that carry over. The art of listening, mm. the art of retaining information, the art of expression, and the art of validation. So storytelling in itself is very strategic. It, it is very... It, it is itself an art. It is. Because you can, we were just having this discussion, you can have audio that's the best, but if your content is trash, girl, <laughs> no one's going to want to come back to listen to that. Yeah. And you had said so many beautiful gems along the way of your journey. Yeah. And it, it started with, I hated my voice. Mm-hmm. And other people looking at you and saying, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I see in you what you don't see in yourself. Yeah. This is the adventure for you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got the bug and you fell in love. And now you are essentially doing what those people had done for you. Yeah. In the very beginning, you're finding people and you're saying, I see in you what you don't see in yourself, which is just a beautiful way to honor all of the people who helped you come up. It really is. And, you know, it's, I feel like I'm, I'm doing that, but I, I'm kind of taking it to the next level and doing it, um, you know, in, in a, in a different kind of way also, because even when the seed was sown with the, the radio thing, and then also, you know, like with the podcasting thing, like, Hey, have you ever heard of a podcast? When I decided that I wanted to do a podcast, like I wanted to enter this world and, and figure it out, I had to figure that thing out. Like I I had I was Googling and this was like five years ago, you know? Um, and so podcasting has really blown up in the last maybe like three to four years. But like five years ago, it was not the hot topic, you know, like it was they they didn't have think pieces on podcasting. They didn't have courses and things like that available on podcasting. Or if they did, 
they were either out of my price range or they were some bullshit, you know? And so like I had to piece this thing together. I had to teach myself how to edit. I had to teach myself how, like mic skills. How do you, cause I hate editing. So I was like, I had to figure out a way to get this right the first time, you know? And so like really finding that comfort with my voice and, and learning how, like seeing my voice as an instrument and learning how to wield that instrument, you know, like learning how to use it so that I can really spend less time on the things that I don't really enjoy doing. I had to learn how to distribute. I had to learn how to market. Girl, I had to learn how to use Canva. I had to, you know, like all, like, all of it, I had to teach myself. And so with Afros and audio, we're giving people that encouragement. We're helping people to see the connection between their personal journey and their podcasting journey. But then we're also giving them skills. So concrete skills. Like if when I was first starting out, what is it that I didn't know that I needed to know? Let's teach them that. And and kind of, you know, lessening that learning curve so that it doesn't feel so cumbersome and then they just give up. And I believe truly your, um, your therapist background comes that much more into play when you're helping others, because I feel like you can bring out the things that they didn't even realize uh, that they had in themselves, you know what I mean? Out more and it'll actually really show through when they're recording their own podcasts. So that's really neat as well. Yeah, I, I really believe that podcasting, the act of podcasting, like from from idea conception all the way through delivery of the episode, like it and and really past that, like the whole journey of it, it's a it's a healing experience. You know, we just actually did a podcast clinic um, a couple weeks ago for BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, we did that in partnership with the Run Movement Organization. And the, the title of it was The Healing Power of Podcasting, um, because learning new skills, using those skills, speaking, you know, verbalizing whatever it is that you have to give, and then connecting with the audience and getting that feedback that is, it's it's so healing, it's so cleansing in, in so many ways. You, it forces you to confront a lot of some issues that you might have with yourself um, and get over some fears and, and all of that good stuff. So I, I believe that podcasting is healing and I absolutely use like 95% of my therapist skills in, in this realm. It's so important that the listeners hear what you just said, because when people are creating podcasts, they think it's just dealing with editing in their content. They are not ready for the mind trash that's going to come up. And sometimes that makes people revolt from their podcast experience uh -huh. after they've created the cover art after they created the intro, yeah. the outro, the trailer. Yeah. All of these things are in place and it's getting ready to launch. Your launch date is set. We're asking you to market your podcast and all of a sudden you freeze. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important on who you invite into your podcasting journey. Oh, yes. Yes. Because when you invite the wrong person. Yeah. 
it can be a, have a triggering effect. Yeah. And they can abandon you. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to vet if you're going to be working with, especially a podcast management team that's going to be assisting you with launching. Yeah. Are these your people? Do these people get you and understand you? And are they going to essentially be walking you through when you are saying, I'm not doing this because fear and anxiety has overridden all of the hard work that you've done to make this a reality? Mm -hmm. I think especially in those beginning stages um, of your journey, um, it's it's very important. And that's why, you know, at Afros and Audio, we put a focus on community. Um, and, and it's not just about being a podcaster. It's about being a part of a community of podcasters, a community of creatives. And what we have in common outside of our uh, creative interests, what we have in common is our culture, our blackness and the richness of that blackness, you know, whether you, you know, high yellow or if you if you a deep, you know, blue black, like whatever it is, whatever your version of black is, we you're still black. You are a part of this community and finding that community, I think, is extremely important for creatives, uh, because if if you're like me, like most creatives, um, growing up, you was the only creative you knew. And so you were, you stuck out like a, like a sore thumb and people looked at you like, oh, like my sister used to tell me, oh girl, you, you act like them people on TV. And I'm like, but no, I, I really don't, you know, like I'm, I'm just a regular person. I just like to draw. I like to write. I like to act. I'm a little dramatic, you know, like I, I don't sing in the shower, girl. I perform, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? <laughs> Why, why would I stop at singing when I could perform, you know? Um, so it doesn't make me weird. It, it just makes me who I am. And so, like you said, finding your people, like being able to connect with people who get it, people who can be like, yeah, girl, like I get that. I, I know that. And you can have these conversations and express your quirks and, and your, in, you know, eccentricities. And, and, and it's not like, oh my God, like it's not a taboo kind of thing, you know? Um, I think that's extremely important. Now, you've done a lot throughout your journey just to get to where you are now. What would you say was the most impactful portion of that um, that you would like to share with people as a piece of advice as well um, when they start their podcasting journey? Um, I think the most impactful you mean like in terms of uh like what what experience that i had along my journey or what lesson that i i've learned as a result of the journey both even yeah so in terms of experiences i hands down i already know it was it was the moment that i realized that i'm good at at this um and i'm just you know i'm good at this i'm a i'm a damn good podcaster i'm good at this this is you know you might find somebody that can do this as well but you're not going to find somebody that do this better than me you know what i'm saying so that's that's really how i feel about it and the moment that i realized that was at in 2018 um, at a pod connection ATL. Um, like I said, I, I won, they had this big 
Instagram contest and I won an opportunity to perform my show live. And I was, it was my first live show and I was so nervous. Um, and of course, you know, you listen to the other shows that you're competing against because you want to know, you know, you want to know what, what the competition looking like. And it was some really, really good competition. Um, and so I was feeling like the underdog, you know, coming into it. I was the only solo podcaster. Everybody else was like a group or a team or something. And I was the only one that was like a one man band. And uh, I was so nervous and I was going on last. Um, and I wasn't supposed to be last. Uh, it was another podcast that was supposed to be last, but they didn't come. And so I ended up closing out the whole thing. And so I was like, oh my God, that's a lot of pressure. And I'm already feeling like the underdog. And so like right before I was going on, you know, girl, I was getting the bubble guts. You know, my stomach was like, girl, what are we doing? What, you know, what's happening? And I remember it was about five or 10 minutes before my show. And one of the hosts from one of the other shows, shout out to uh, Social P, Peabody uh, out there in Houston. He does a show um, called uh, uh, Social Complex. Um, and so y'all y'all check out Social Complex with uh, Bespoke and, and uh, Special P. But anyway, Social P. I, Social P uh, was kind of standing in the back and I came in because, you know, my stomach was bubbling and I'm lightweight having a panic attack and we kind of locked eyes and that was our first time like really talking and he was like you know how you doing and I was like I am nervous as fuck and I was like my stomach is bubbling but I can't run to the bathroom I'm about to do a show I'm so nervous you know and he was like you ain't got nothing to be nervous about and I was like no like I'm like this I'm nervous like this I'm following y'all y'all show was so amazing and this that and the other and he was like I ain't gonna lie he was like I was most looking forward to seeing you you know do your thing today and I was like me and he was like, yes. He was like, I know your show for women. He was like, but I ain't going to lie. I be listening to your shit on the way to work in the morning. <laughs> you know? And I was like, me? You know, like I, it, it was like mind blown. Like in that moment, I couldn't even wrap my mind around that because I was intimidated by them because they are so good at, at what they do. And I was like, you know, coming in this feeling like the underdog and that experience, like in that moment, I was like, I am the shiznit, you know, like I'm, I got a handle on this. Like I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I am good at this. And, you know, kind of, it started building my confidence from there. So in terms of experiences, that was the experience. In terms of the journey, you know, overall, I think for me, it was, like I said earlier, connecting with Afros and audio, um, first and foremost, life-changing for me. Like it, it was life-changing for me because it was, it kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of doing this as a career, right? So not just as a hobby or something that I enjoy doing, it was like, no, you can make a living doing this. People will pay you to, to do this work, to be a creative, you know? Um, and then the, the big moment was when, uh, Anthony Frazier, who is the founder of ABF Creative, jumped in my DMs, girl, on Instagram. And he was like, Hey, I want to chat. And I was like, okay, you know, let's chat, you know, cause this is Anthony Frazier. Like, this is not, you know, like this is a big deal. 
And uh, he, I had worked with him a few times with Afros and Audio. We hosted a few events that he was a part of. And he says, you know, I'm so impressed with the work that you've done with Afros and Audio. He's like, you've been on my radar for a while. And I knew that when I was ready to expand my team, I wanted you to be on my team. And that was the moment for me in my overall journey that it all just kind of came together for me because they, I, I just, I remember telling my husband, babe, they have a Webby award. Like that's like the Oscars of the internet world. Like a Webby award, that's like real deal. Like y'all doing something over there, you know? And so for Anthony, who is this person that, I, I just have so much respect for it, the, the way that he's moving through this industry and, you know, really garnering the respect of the industry as a whole for him to reach out to me and say, would you be interested? I was like, boy, you could stop there. Whatever come after that, the answer is yes. Like whatever, whatever comes after that, the answer is yes. So, you know, Anthony, well, Talib first just really expressing that confidence in me. And then Anthony kind of put that cherry on top. And I was like, no, like I can do this. Like this is not, this doesn't have to just be a hobby. This is not just something that I enjoy doing. I'm really good at this. You know, like if Anthony feels like I can come to their level and add to what they already have going on, I can do this. And and it just kind of flipped the switch for me in terms of like how I pursue these opportunities and things like that. And like I made the decision to make that transition in, into a, a new career. So that was a huge moment for me. You're just so amazing. And it all falls back to you never know who's listening to you and who you are reaching. And that's why we concentrate so much at Crackers and Soup in consistency. Yeah. And that's why we're like, we believe seasons are important because we don't want you to burn out. So let's get the best out of you for 12 episodes. Yeah. Take a break. And then we'll come back for season two or season yeah. three or season four. Because you never know who you're reaching. Mm -hmm. And you could be reaching people that are super influential and it's good going to change your life or you could be reaching somebody who is in the most despair that they've ever been yeah and they hear you and you've touched them and that's making their day a little better yeah yeah I agree um and you know you you talked about that burnout um you know it's, it's called pod fade um pod fade is a very real thing uh, and, you know, I, I talk a lot about pod fade as well, because there's a lot of different reasons why, you know, people fade out. But what it all ultimately boils down to is, you know, your your experience is not meeting your expectation. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and so, you know, adjusting those expectations by learning as much as you can um, and then also 
participating in setting those expectations, like being intentional about setting those expectations instead of just going with whatever the industry standard is or what somebody else does. And I went through that, you know, when I first started my first show, I was doing episodes every single week. And I was like, you know, every week it was, it was getting harder and harder, even though I loved it. It was getting harder just to find the time, like just finding time. And what am I going to talk about this week? And then, you know, I, I started keeping a list of sh- potential show topics. So that got a little easier because um, then I can just pull from the list, you know, but then I got to do this editing thing. And so then I started figuring, figuring that out. Um, and that's because at the time, the podcast that I was listening to, they were year round, like they were every single week year round. They only took like two weeks off a year. And that was like Christmas and New Year's, you know? Um, And eventually I had to come to the decision that that is not for me. That is not going to work for me. I It's not sustainable. I am not going to be able to keep doing that. And so I started playing around with what does a season look like? You know, what does a season look like? And eventually I got to the point where I, I, gain the understanding that I have now, which is I can do whatever the fuck I want to, girl. This is mine. This is for me. And it's going to look however I say it's going to look, which is the beauty of podcasting. You own that content. That is yours. You created it. You developed it. You recorded it. You set the schedule. You set the timing. And as long as you communicate with your audience and set their expectation, then you could do whatever the fuck you want to do, you know? And once I got that in, in my head, it took a lot of pressure off because now I have the freedom to grow with my podcast. And like, even with Unicorns Talk, you know, I kept trying to do a third season. I have two seasons, um, about 67 episodes. And in two seasons, which is ridiculous. But I, I I kept trying to do that that third season. But every time I sat down to the mic, it just didn't want to come out. You know, it just I couldn't. It I had the topics and all of that, but it just it, it didn't want to come out. And then I had to make the decision that you know I think this chapter of my life is I think I'm moving past this chapter. Right. So I'm not leaving podcasting, but I think this show has served its purpose in my life. And now I'm ready to move on to something else. I'm ready to tell bigger stories. I'm ready to take all of the skills that I learn and apply it in a different kind of way, you know, getting into production and getting into project management and getting into like really doing this on on the next level, on another level um, and getting some of my other ideas. I always, I have so many show ideas. It's, it's crazy. Um, and so giving myself permission to say, I think I'm done with this one, you know, like I think this one is complete as is, and I'm ready to to move on to the next thing. Podcasting allows you to be able to do that, you know, because it's yours and you can make it whatever you want it to be. Which is so great because you can be so many different facets, just like the podcast that you listen to and that you recommended to us. Yes. So you recommended 
The Read. Mm. And then you recommended The Hidden Brain, which are two completely different spectrums of the podcasting world. It is. And I was like, this is what I love fucking you. (laughs) Whoa, that sounded dirty. But I am here for it. Let me tell you, girl. I I love me some Bethany Hawkins, boo. I am here for it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because the read is all about just talking smack with your home homies and like they don't do any kind of editing. None. It is just, what they give you is what they give you. Yes. Phones be ringing as long <laughs> AF. <laughs> and then there's the hidden brain, which is, which is so, very structured. It's such like a storytelling format. Yeah. It, it is intellectual, but done in just such a classy Yeah type of way. So I love that you chose Ratchet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you chose Brainiac. Cause let me tell you, I'm I'm a little ratchet brainiac. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like those are those are the different parts of me. Which again, just kind of coming back to podcasting as as being healing, you know, uh, one of the things that I, I always say one of the things, but there's so many things that I love about podcasting. One of the things that I love about podcasts is that it allows you to express the pieces of yourself that you maybe don't always get an opportunity to express. Like, yes, I have two degrees. I have a a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. I'm licensed. Like, I am a a professional woman out here in these professional woman streets. And I'm about my business. And I do, you know, my nine-to-five job. I'm damn good at my nine to five job. And so I know how to, you know, do all of those things. But also, you know, I'm a little ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just want to do ratchet things with my friends. I want to talk shit and, you know, don't let the cute face fool you because I will slap the shit out of you if I feel like that's what needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I also enjoy learning new things. And I am absolutely fascinated with the human experience, you know, like I, I just, I love humanness, um, and, and all of the, all, everything that comes with that, the good, the bad and the ugly. And so I enjoy learning about things. And so, you know, the read really feeds my for the culture kind of, you know, need, right? That need to kind of, I'm not so much into social media and stuff. Like I'm not, I don't watch, uh, you know, like reality TV and stuff, loving hip hop and all of that. I'm not like, just going to be like, Oh girl, I can't wait till that next episode of Potomac come out. Like, I don't, I don't know them people like that. Um, but I do want to know what's going on in the culture. I love that ratchet TV exists. You know, like I love that, you know, black people be out here, black people in, you know, like I I enjoy that aspect of it as well. And the read helps me to kind of be up on what's going on in the culture, what's happening in the culture. Um, And and it's, it's like a news source, you know, and it they they say the way that they say things. I'm in my head. I'm like, yes, like I be. You know, I'll be in it. I was listening to the read on the way over here, to be honest. Like, I do not 
miss an episode. The Read is the only podcast that I am legit like, where is my episode? What are y'all doing? Why y'all five minutes late on my episode? What y'all doing? What's what's the problem? Like, you know, like I, I do not miss an episode. But then the hidden brain, it is so well done. Um, and it really like from a production standpoint, it speaks to my inner producer, like that structure and that 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 storytelling and the way that he weaves that information in there. But you're actually, you're not just learning information. Like they're giving you information that has the ability to change the course of your life. You know, like they're talking about real life issues. They're talking about real phenomena that that we experience and we don't understand why we experience that you know and so let's let's give you some of the background on that let's talk about that they've done episodes I, I listened to one episode uh last year I listened to an episode of the hidden brain where they were talking about um the death penalty and specifically what it's like to live on death row um, and and I was like, uh, okay, yeah, let's let's learn something about that because that's not an experience that you really get to hear much about. You know, there it's a very one-sided story that's being told about the death penalty. But what is the reality of living on death row? And then what is the reality? How does the reality change when you are living on death row as someone who is guilty as charged and then living on death row as someone who is innocent, who who genuinely did not commit the crime that they have been convicted of and sentenced to die for. And then also, what does that look like as a, a support staff working with someone that knows that they're going to die. Like, what does that even look like? And so I was just enthralled by, by that episode and so many other, you know, episodes like they, I was listening to Hidden Brain yesterday when I was driving up here and, uh, they were doing an episode on like just talking about marriage, um, and how the, the arc of marriage and the reasons why people are getting married have, has changed over the years and how, you know, people are not not meeting the expectation of marriage um, because we're not doing the work ourselves. So we have this expectation that marriage is supposed to be this blissful and, you know, like this, this beautiful experience, but we haven't done the work to heal ourselves so that we can benefit from that experience, you know? Um, and that's, as a married woman, I need to know that shit. Like, I need to hear that. I need to understand that reality, that that's a thing, you know? Um, so I, I love both of those podcasts and, and they really are like I have consumed both of those podcasts heavily in the last two days. They they are my go-to podcasts. So you are like the fifth person who's recommended the read. Listen, if you black, if you black, whether you got a eighth or or you know a, a whole whole. If you black and you're not listening to the read, you need to get your whole life together. You know, um, it's and but there's a lot of white people that listen to the read also. Like, you know, it's just a, it's just a it's well done. It's just a good show. And it's incredible to think that what makes podcasting, I think, something that um, 
is very unique to, for example, radio, um, is the fact that anyone can really do it. You don't have to go through that hierarchy or that I need to know somebody to be able to start my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start that and share your voice, your yeah. perspective on Ooh. things, yeah. which is something that I think in media hasn't really, you know, we've really been sort of refrained from that. We're, we've only been fed the things that, you know, the people in the higher ups want us to to see and know. Yeah. So this really does change the trajectory of things. And like you're saying, it opens everybody up. If you're open to receiving it, it shows you different perspectives. Because I think a lot of people, marriage, all they know is either what their friends have gone through, if their friends even talk about it, or their parents. Yeah. And we all know that majority of people's families are already broken to begin with. Yeah. So it's like being able to hear these different podcasts and people who are telling you, you know, this is normal. This yeah. is how you fix this. Yeah. You know, everybody goes through this so that you're not just sitting here thinking, oh, my marriage isn't like a movie. It's yeah. not this huge romantic thing. I must, it must be broken. And it's like, yeah. no, it's what you're going through is normal. It, it is normal. Again, like I said, one of the things I love about podcasting is that there is something for everybody. It's it's just like YouTube. Like when you think about YouTube, it's like, girl, I learned how to change a heating element in a dryer. On YouTube, girl, on YouTube, my, my heating element went out on my dryer years ago. And I was like, I need to fix this. How do I fix this? YouTube. And I'm talking about set that thing up on that dryer to pull that dryer out. And I changed my heating elements on my dryer from a YouTube video. Right. So like YouTube really revolutionized the the barrier to access of uh, to information and knowledge and things like that. And I think podcasting has the potential to do that as well. Um, Talib talks about it all the time. Uh, podcasting is the great equalizer, you know, because the barrier to entry is so low. Like legit, I bought a $20 Logitech headset. That was, that was it. And I recorded direct, I downloaded Audacity and I recorded directly into my computer. And I did that for like the first two years until I learned about podcasting equipment and stuff like that. So like, Anybody can get into podcasting and you and you can create a podcast on anything. Um, it can and it doesn't even necessarily have to be something that you already have command over that information. You could literally create a podcast about learning information. So I'm going to learn something new and I'm gonna take y'all along for this journey as I learn this shit. You know, like that's a podcast. Whatever it is, so you you have the opportunity to find your people and to find a community of people who like the same weird shit that you like, who interested in the same stupid ass questions that you're interested in, the same crazy little quirky ass shows that you're interested in. Like there is a like one of, we're working on a show uh, with Vanguard. We are like super early, like really still in idea development. Um, on on a show um, for black nerds, you know, and it's just about being black and being a nerd, <laughs> right? Because there's there's a lot of black nerds, 
right? And and they they deserve a show, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like you can find that community in the podcasting space and the the barrier to entry, there's no gatekeepers. You can get the, to that information. You can get to that community. You can insert yourself in that community with little to no effort. And this is why you got sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this right here is why we're like, I slipped in your DMs and I was like, hey, Latrice, yeah. you, you want to be on Chatting Over Chatting? Can we send you some suits? Yes. Can we do that for you? Can we? Can we? Yes. Like you are just riddled with so much love and so much passion and so much knowledge and you're just a freaking treat in a dream. Aw. So tell us what soup you got. Yes. And have you had an opportunity to taste it? You've been carrying it around for hours. Listen, I have my soup here. Um, I went to, I, um, I went to Walmart and bought me a, a cute little bowl, you know, so it could look real pretty. I'm going to put it on the clean side so it could look real pretty for y'all. I got the vegetable soup. Um, and first of all, you know, can we just give a shout out to Spoonful of Comfort? Of comfort. That is so freaking cute, girl. And let me tell you, the ladle that they sent, it's it's like heavy. Like it's it's real. Like it's a it's a ladle. That's like your grandmother ladle. Like it's a it was really, really nice. So I got the vegetable soup because um I have been thinking about trying a little vegan situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and um it can be uh, managed with diet. But girl, you know I'm from New Orleans. And we eat rice every day in New Orleans, typically multiple times a day in New Orleans. And I am Jamaican by marriage. And you already know what the rice situation is with with Jamaicans and planting and yam and Irish and sweet potato and and dumpling. And, and my husband is extra, 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 extra Jamaican girl. He's actually sent me a video. I mean, yeah, he sent me a video a few minutes ago. Uh, and the, the whole point of the video was, Lord, what would I do if I was not born Jamaican? That was the video. <laughs> That's how Jamaican my husband is. So, you know, it's been a little bit of a struggle, um, you know, to kind of get my diet under control. Um, but I've been trying to make little steps. So I was like, let me see what this little vegan situation is looking like, you know. Um, so I got the vegetable soup and I was waiting. I have not tried it yet. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take me a little spoonful of comfort. <laughs> see how I did that, girl? Give me a little spoonful <laughs> of comfort. And I'm going to see. It smells really good, though. That is good. <laughs> got a little cabbage in there. Oh, look, I got a little celery in there, some corn, a little noodle and the action. The seasoning is on point. The seasoning is really good. Yes, like you can actually, you know what, you know how you know when something is seasoned well? When you can see the seasoning. Boop. If you can't see the seasoning, that means you ain't put enough in there. I'm going to just try. I ain't even going to charge y'all for that. Y'all could just have that little tidbit right there. You know what I'm saying? If if you can't see the seasoning, that means you ain't put enough. You got to see the thing. 
But this is really good, actually. And I, I tasted some of those rolls the other day, yesterday, and they are really good as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the soup. It's good. So it's so funny because when Sherline and I were thinking about this concept of this podcast and, and coming up with something, I, I know you've heard this because you listen to our podcast. <laughs> and I've talked to you multiple times. So you heard this story. <laughs> So we wanted to do something like extra for our guests because we knew we were honoring these beautiful women who worked in the podcasting industry. We were like, the best things that we do is have great conversations over food when we're breaking bread. And like nothing's more comforting than chowder and soup. And it falls into our freaking brand. (laughs) So everything just lined up appropriately. But we're like, where the hell do we get the goddamn soup? Had sent... um, a spoonful of comfort to one of our clients who was pregnant at the time and she was in her first trimester. She couldn't keep anything down. And it was the only thing that she could eat for like a week. Oh, so then Sherline and I were like, well, we have to try it. And we got the chicken noodle soup and we were shocked. Yeah. Because you know, cause Sherline was at my house. We live in the same city. So I had my spice closet open because you know we just don't we have a, we don't have a rack we have a we closet yeah exactly we were ready <laughs> we were like, ready this doesn't taste right wait we have all the seasoning you saying that but i ordered room service this morning because i'm in the, i'm in a hotel i'm at a conference for work in orlando so i ordered some eggs and bacon this morning you know i said i'm trying a vegan thing girl i ain't there yet Cause that bacon was good. I ain't gonna lie, that bacon was just—it <laughs> was perfect. But anyway, I ordered some room service this morning, and so when I went to put the tray outside, I was like, "Hold on, they got a little salt shaker and a little pepper shaker," and I was like, "Let me keep that just in case," you know what I'm saying? But but I don't need it. This is it really good. Be- yeah. Yes. And we knew that the majority of our guests were going to be minor minority women. Yeah. Who cook? Yes. <laughs> so like we can't be giving y'all any half-ass no, shit. No, you cannot. And that as our <laughs> reputation name. Like look, like people whispering on these podcasting streets. Like you can be on chatting over chowder, just don't get the chowder. Yeah, like, like, that. yeah, yeah. I would be like, I would have, I would have texted Talib. I wouldn't be like, now you know they done sent me this bullshit ass soup, and you know. <laughs> and for a hot second, for so like the first five guests that we had on, all thought that they were getting like a, a Campbell's soup. Oh, I shouldn't say that. A brand name can <laughs> of soup mailed to them. And they were like shocked when they received this beautiful presentation. Mm-hmm. It's, it is the box. The whole, all of it is is gorgeous. I actually did an unboxing video when I first got here, um, and so I'm I'm going to uh, release that video. Like I'm going to post the video on my IG or whatever. Um, I just have been so busy. I I just hadn't had a chance to do it yet, but the whole presentation is gorgeous. And I was reading the card and even like what the company stands for, um, like the boxes, they are reversible. So you can like the boxes, you can take them apart and put them back together on, on the opposite side, which is super cute and decorative. And you can reuse those boxes, um, like for other things. And I'm definitely going to do that because I always need a box to put some shit in, you know what I'm saying? And it's super, super cute. 
So I, I love the whole concept of it. I love the whole idea of it. And, you know, I, when, when you sent me the email, when I went on the website, I was like, damn, y'all doing it like that, Bethany? Okay, girl, I see you. You know, it's very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful. And it's a, it's a really nice gift. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. We love everything that they stand for. They fall in line so well with what we believe in. They're sustainable. They believe in inclusion. It, it's founded by a woman who was honoring her mother yeah. because her mother believed in inclusion. Yeah. Um, and she just wanted to send her, her, her mother had gotten sick. She just wanted to send her some soup and there was nothing like really heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah. And they truly are. So they have actually been our sponsors for almost a time. Year. Yeah. It, before we had one episode dropped, Aww. I had reached out to them and we developed a rapport and I said, hey, this is our idea. This is who we are. I would love to schedule a meeting with you. And we scheduled it with the business rep. Yeah. And she was like, let me speak to the founder. Her name is Marty. And she was like, Marty's in. Oh. So they took such a leap of faith in us when we didn't have one audio to send to them. And that's what knowing the importance of relationship and vetting your people can do for you. It does. It does. And I think you, what you really highlighted is something that, you know, we talk about all the time. Well, two things. So one, it's the power of community, you know, um, it's the power of community because, uh, yes, we have cultural communities that, you know, are aligned with our ethnicities and things, you know, black community, uh, Latina community or Hispanic community, community, you know, like, yes, there's those lines, but then there's a community aspect to womanhood, you know, um, and being able to support other women just in, in business or in life or in whatever. And so like, there's the power of community women supporting other community, other women. But then the other piece of that, which I think is extremely important that you're highlighting is alignment. Alignment is extremely, extremely important. Like, I love the Black community. I try to shop Black whenever I can. I am a huge fan of Black people. I'm a huge fan of Black business. I'm a huge fan. I, I'm Issa Rae out here in these streets, girl. I'm rooting for everybody <laughs> Black. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my stance. I love all people, but I love my Black people. But I don't. I also love good customer service, you know? And, and I know for a fact because of my own experiences, that Black people give good customer service. I know that we take business seriously and we understand the value of, of creating positive customer experiences. But I also know that there are a handful of people that feel like you should support them just because they're Black. I don't get down with that, you know, because whatever your goal is for your company clearly is not in alignment with what my goal is for my life. Maybe you're just trying to make money and that's fine because you're in business to make money. Like that's the point. If you're not making money, then what you're doing this for, right? Um, but that 
making sure that there's that alignment as you build your podcast, as everybody talks about monetization, everybody wants to monetize, but all money ain't good money. You know, you want to make sure that the people you are connecting with are in alignment with your values, are in alignment with whatever your stated purpose or the stated purpose of your show is and the stated purpose of your life. To be honest, you know, um, so you that that alignment piece, um, I think is that's the gem there. It really is. And thank you for saying that, because that is what we have based this podcast on. And I think that you can tell yeah. in every single episode we have singly handpicked and invited. I think every single one of our guests thus far. Yeah, because we believe in who they are. We believe in what they value. We, we want to honor them yeah, and we want to give them that beautiful guest experience. Like we've had so many people be like, you all are wild. I need to up my game when I have pot, when I have guests on Listen. because I'm not doing it right. And Listen. we're like, we just are so excited and want to honor you. Yeah, that this is the best way that we can show that we're doing that. And people are like, damn. Yes. Yes. Well, let me tell you, job well done. Um, you know, this has been a, a great experience, like from start to finish. And I appreciate you all, you know, for, you know, inviting me for some soup or whatever, girl. I, I appreciate that. You know, um, it's a it's an honor. I told you the first time we met Bethany when we did the IG live. I told you, girl, I'm, you have to have me on your show, girl. You have to do this again. Got to have this conversation. Um, so I appreciate what y'all are doing and, and the way that you're doing it because you really are teaching by example or leading by example. Um, this is this is what it looks like to produce a high quality show at a high level and make sure that you're building your reputation in the industry as you go, right? Like it's not just about, sometimes it is just about jumping on the mic and saying some shit, you know, sometimes it is. And there's, there's space for that. There's room for that. Um, but it, if for those who really want to be in this industry, who really want to make a, a mark in this industry, it's, it's also about building relationships. And so the way that you go about producing your show, it, it facilitates really healthy, positive, and strong relationships. So y'all are freaking awesome. And, you know, I appreciate both of you. I, 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 it's an honor, um, to have been chosen. <laughs> Thank you for, for, you know, definitely being on here. It's been amazing having this conversation and bringing you to our listeners. You know what I mean? I know our listeners definitely are getting a lot out of this. So thank you so much for being on. Especially listeners who are trying to get into the podcasting industry or like just starting into the podcasting industry and not really sure where to go. So our last segment, our last segment is Bisque Please. And that's where, Bisque, please tell us where all of the people can find you, can stalk you, can can be a part of Afros and audio. Like, tell us where you are on, in these worldwide webs. All right. Yes. Yeah, so um, you can find me. You can follow me directly on Instagram at Latrice Sampson Richards. Um, I'm not like an avid, uh, you know, 
poster, but I, I be posting, you know what I'm saying? I be posting, but I'm social media ain't really my thing, but I do videos randomly and things like that. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Latrice Sampson Richards. You can follow Afros and Audio at Afros and Audio um, on Instagram as well. Um, we have our, um, the, the third annual Afros and Audio Virtual Podcast Festival is happening November 13th and 14th. It's via the Hoover virtual event platform. Um, and the tickets are on sale. So it's early bird right now. So y'all need to go on over there and, and get your tickets um, at afrosandaudio.com. And also we have speaker submissions are open. So if you want to come and speak at the Afros and Audio um, Festival, yes, like Bethany, yes, you can head on uh, and share a line. You come in too, girl. You, we waiting on you, girl. You can head over to afrosandaudio.com backslash submissions. Um, and you can submit, um, the submissions are open until the 29th of August at midnight. Um, and you know, it's, Afros and Audio is just, it's an amazing community. The festival, we are the first festival podcast festival for black podcasters and audio professionals everybody on the screen on the stage is black everybody in the audience is black and everybody behind the scenes is black is it's a good ass black ass time um where you can find community is it's like a family reunion every time we get together you know um you find community but you also really get an understanding of what's going on in the industry uh what's trending in the industry um and really get that foundational knowledge that we lack so uh if you're a new podcaster if you're an aspiring podcaster or if you're a veteran podcaster um it's it's a great opportunity um to connect and to collaborate and to learn more um, so you can go to afrosandaudio.com to find out more information about that as well. You are amazing. And my face, like, it hurts so much. The cheeks, like, the dimples are popping. I'm, my dimples are so indented in my face from smiling. Listen, <laughs> you're amazing. You, you are so fucking cute. Like, it's ridiculous how cute you are. Like, it's... I mean, it's it's sickening, actually. I actually like lightweight. I actually lightweight hate you, like on the cool, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> like you are so stinking cute. Like it's it's ridiculous. Um, but both of you, like I love the way that you all ju y'all just show up like this, and, and you're so authentic and um, you know warm and and just really really inviting. And I I tend to gravitate toward that because that's who I am. You know, like that. I I don't have time for drama because, like I said, girl, I will slap the shit out of somebody. If I feel like <laughs> that's what needs to happen, you know what I'm saying? So I try to not put myself in no kind of situation. So I try to surround myself with people that make me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside because that's how I want to make other people feel, you know? Um, and it's hard to, to give that off if you're surrounded by chaos, you know? So um, I appreciate both of you and, and the way that y'all show up and the authenticity that y'all have, because you really like, you you set a precedent and you, you make it clear that, um, you know, there is no wrong way to be black. There is no wrong way to be who you are. There is no one, like we say, blackness is not a monolith, um, but this is what it looks like in real life. You know, it looks like 
actually learning who people are. And the only way to learn who someone is, is for them to first be willing to show you. So um, y'all are, y'all are awesome. There's no better way to end this. Thank you so much, Latrice, for your time and your energy and your expertise. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.